Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. And, that's and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome. <laughs> Off to a good start to another episode of A Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. This is our co-host, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B and Lot B minus. And Randy, holy crap, warm California. Uh, how are you today? Doing fantastic, man. Super excited to continue rolling through the uh, Sumatra wrapped cigars for oh. season two, man. This is a we're off to a great start on this one. Yeah, you picked out one. I'll tell you, I have not smoked this cigar in a minute. It's been it's been a while, and then I kind of want. Oh, Robbie. And and with and with <laughs> that, yeah, no, this this is one heck of a cigar. And as you pointed out in the live, uh, I did choose um, a pretty hefty Vitola. Welcome back, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> I thought everything was fine, and then I noticed it wasn't. So, whatever. We'll just we'll just roll with it. But we'll get into the cigar in a minute. Uh, Randy, today's episode is brought to you by Drew Estate. I know you've got something special to say about that. Well, we at Flavor Odyssey are happy to be presented by our friends at Drew Estate. Drew Estate has cigars for every kind of smoker. Uh, whether it is something sweet for the heat, like Deadwood Sweet Jane, something refined and Cubanesque like Herrera Esteli, or something to celebrate the special occasions in life, like Liga Privada, Drew Estate has you covered. You can find Drew Estate anywhere cigars are sold. Head to drewestate.com forward slash store locator to find the shop nearest you and experience the rebirth of cigars. Did you just come up with that off the top of your head? I did. I did. Yeah, I was kind of riffing. <laughs> Have you ever thought about reading audiobooks and like just recording audiobooks? So people no, I, don't you remember how, how tough it was for me to even start doing this show? I, I can't stand my voice. Well, you did a good job there. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. It's like the 988 take. (laughs) Take 76. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So we're back next. uh, The second wrapper of uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra. Randy chose this one. And uh, we actually, someone actually challenged, not challenged, but uh, during the live, I did said, "Oh, I didn't even know that was an Ecuadorian Sumatra." And then I realized, like, I didn't even look. I just, <laughs> I, I just like Randy's so on top of everything when he and he does his research, right, Jack? And I just assumed that everything. I'll never let that go. I just assumed that everything was good. And somebody's like, "Oh, I didn't realize that was an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper." And I didn't doubt Randy. I said I was ninety nine percent sure. There's always a one percent chance. You never know. And uh, I looked it up. And I actually had to go to like five or six different sites to see that it was an actually, it was Ecuadorian Sumatra. Mm-hmm. Sun grown, obviously. But uh, yeah, uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and pick it up right there. It, it is interesting, Rob, because the, um, 
We'll get into, as we go over these shows, um, how unique the Ecuadorian Sumatra uh, varietal is. But what is super unique about this specific one is um, is that it is as dark as it is. And I think you had mentioned it uh, on your live when you were taking a look at it. You didn't remember how dark it was. Um, and to call it sun-grown is accurate. But this is in the region, uh, uh, the... Rios region, I believe, of uh, Ecuador that is so famously known for being cloud covered, the same as Ecuadorian Connecticut. And so we'll talk a little bit more about the genetics of, of this uh, tobacco and the fermentation process that drives the dark uh, shade of uh, color for this because it is virtually, you know, they lovingly use the term cloud grown. Um, but, it, it, but, you know, Ecuador is known for literally being under a thick, dense cloud cover for nine months a year, uh, partially during the tobacco season, that gives kind of a natural shading effect that was so commonly known in Connecticut for Connecticut shade wrappers uh, to use that, um, that cheesecloth type uh, netting. Uh, they don't need to use that in Connecticut. So they're able to get this color without the direct heat and, and light that you would find in the other Central American countries that are so well known for tobacco agriculture. So it's it's a, their weather's a lot like San Francisco then. Cloudier, just, sounds just like San Francisco is more fog issue, but that's true. Uh, yeah, we don't. Phenomenal. We just it's it's yeah, uh, ours burns it's off. funny. What's that? Yeah, ours burns off in yeah, you know yeah, the cloud. kind of that. Yeah, kind of that later part of the afternoon. Um, Rob's Rob's oh, Rob. uh, Wi-Fi struggling with the with the heat apparently. Yeah, you're gonna, ha you're gonna have to tap into your neighbor's uh, Wi-Fi there. too. It's weird. I might. Uh, you know what I might do? I'll let you guys. Can I drop off and get back on, Jordan? We are on a live show. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys could talk without me for two minutes, right? Sure. You sure. could try. Yeah. Right. Give me a second. I'll be right back. All right, so while uh, Rob's getting his uh, internet squared away, we'll go ahead and touch on uh, the other element of this pairing. Uh, so as Rob said, we are smoking the Ashton VS VSG Virgin Sun Grown, and we are going to be pairing that today with a rye old-fashioned. Uh, Eric and Jordan, what are you guys smoking and drinking today? So get this. Oh. We are... We are right on board. I got my Ashton VSG. We're doing the pairing this week, guys. Like, we're and actually doing. I've it. got my rye old fashioned. I'm sad, dude. I'm I'm in it. And I can say that early on in my cigar smoking days, when I first started, this was my favorite cigar, and um, I've kind of, I kind of hate it. These I kind of <laughs> no, I kind of forgot how good this cigar is, and I'm really enjoying it. Although I got to say, dude. In Colorado, these are friggin' expensive. Like, I got these just regular, I don't know, it's like a, it's kind of like a little bit of a, what is this, Jordan, like a Robusto? What is it, what do they call this thing? It looks like a Toro. Anyways, it was expensive. It was like uh, $17.50 for this thing. Oh. It was a lot of money. But it's, it is good. And, um, and I got to say, Randy, this this on paper, on paper, this pairing seems like a, an easy home run. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm talking to Pete last week, um, you know, kind of defining some of the major attributes that the Sumatran wrapper uh, lends to the cigars. 
We touched on the spicy characters, uh, ranging from nutmeg to black pepper, and the sweetness that we all kind of agreed was that burnt sugar, uh, kind of bright sweetness. And and it's funny because I, I used that term last week that you know a year ago wouldn't have mattered, but today calling it a a brulee like sweetness um, obviously has other inferences in the cigar world. Um, you know, I, I thought a lot about that o- over the week, and and I thought about like the root beer that we did for the last wrapper that leaves that cloying, uh, heavy sweetness that really lingers on the palate. So I was just thinking about uh, kind of giving an example against that. That when I say that burnt sweetness, it's got caramel sweetness, but it kind of goes away quickly, right? It doesn't linger as long. Mm. So like you said, on paper, uh, a rye old fashioned, you know, the rye known to have that spicier character of the, of the whiskey family. And then there's, of course, a little bit of sugar that goes into uh, the cocktail, giving you a, a nice spicy sweet. Um, yeah, like you said, on paper, this should work. <laughs> yeah, um, and so far, I mean, like the, I, I for, like I said, I forgot how fun this cigar is. So much flavor. Like, here, here's the thing, like, uh, for me... I retrohale everything. Like I every puff like and I can't even help it. Like uh if I try not to, I still do. But this is one of those cigars, Jordan, where I feel like you get just a lot of flavor just with even without the retrohale, which is saying a lot for a cigar for me. Like I can get this flavor without doing the typical retrohale that I do. And to me that that just is a is a is a sign that there's a lot of good sort of cinnamony, clovey kind of flavors in the cigar that's super enjoyable right off the bat. I always, in my, I haven't, I haven't smoked this cigar in I don't even know how long, but, like, I've just come to think of it as, like, oh, that cigar equals leather. It's just leather, 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 leather. But, no, it's got, it's got a lot more going on than that. It is leather. But, yeah, like you <laughs> mentioned, there's a, ni- there's a nice assortment of spices on the under. Maybe, the and maybe, Randy, maybe part of that is... Uh, the rye in the old fashioned sort of pulling that out a little bit. Maybe that's a little bit what I'm getting. Yeah, I, I again on paper that's exactly what we we should have happening. So uh, I'll talk a little bit about the cigar uh, as we uh, wait for Robbie to jump back on. He's going to talk about the cocktail when he gets back on. So this cigar, it's so it's funny. This cigar came out in 1999. And everything that I can see about when this cigar came out, this was kind of a monumental release. Jordan was, was 11. Wow. <laughs> two, did did you enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Playing some the thing serious is, hockey is, at the time. In 1999, and it's always so curious to me. Obviously, I always talk about, you know, I was, a, I was kind of a late bloomer to cigars. Uh, it's so interesting the way that they talk about this when you find old reviews, uh, whether it be by the dojo or somebody else. Uh, they talk about how with the magnitude of this launch, uh, it was so much bigger and bolder and stronger than most cigars that you found on the market. And the price range was extraordinarily high. But I would say that both have come down. Now, you said you paid 17 plus uh, there in Colorado. I picked up a, a five pack of these, and I'm pretty sure these the MSRP before tax on these are between ten and fifteen dollars. Uh, so it's in 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 the smaller vitolas, it's a ten to twelve dollar cigar, which I'd say today is a much more uh, kind of expected average price of a premium cigar. And 
and the bold and big flavor bomb that it was uh, recognized for in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, has it, uh, He's back. Has it, it's, it's very flavorful, but it, it, I wouldn't say that it jumps off the, you know, jumps out of your humidor as the biggest, strongest uh, cigar that you've got. Robbie, you should have seen you were gone for like four seconds. We didn't even know what to talk about. We were talking about video games, and uh, we, there was just no structure to the show. We, we almost well, I, well, just ended just, it. Right just there. canceled it just because. Oh, I apologize for that. I went in and reset the router, and everything seems to be fine now. Knock on wood somewhere. I don't did have you, any. Did you guys uh, ever see that uh, Saturday Night Live sketch when the, uh, <laughs> when the teleprompter goes out, and they just start like, Will uh, Ferrell just like cuts re- the guy's head off. And he's regressing like, <laughs> into like natives, and they're just like throwing spears around. And it's amazing. Like uh, like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was like. It, it just dissolves into nothing. But Randy, to, to kind of talk on on the point that you were just making um, about how this cigar, when it first, I'm assuming you were talking about this particular cigar when it first came out, correct? I came in at the second half of your point. But uh, we've talked about that a little bit in the beer industry. It's like you think of like Sierra Nevada. When it first came out, it was like the hoppiest Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It was the hoppiest beer ever. And I just remember thinking, oh, man, I can only have like one or two of those. And now it's just like nothing. Like, it's, it's pedestrian it's good. comparatively. Yeah, yeah, pedestrian yeah. is a very good way to put it, better than nothing. It's because it's still a good beer, but pedestrian. it does not, doesn't still hit the, the notes that it did at one time because, frankly, it changed the industry, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. so cigars really of this style – while this came out, were uh, Jordan? Jordan only smokes if he's free. I That's smoke true. The, uh, <laughs> cigars, maybe. <laughs> uh, but cigars of this style were uh, were less uh, common back then, and uh, this could be one of those cigars that really um, started that trend. Yeah, and you guys know I'm I kind of follow the Ashton brand. Um, I'm a bit of a fan. Uh, so these cigars are actually made by uh, by Fuente for Ashton Distribution Company. That was the other thing. I had mentioned this cigar, I think, on one of the shows, and someone had mentioned, oh, it's going to be a $30 stick. There is the Ashton ESG, which which is such a phenomenal cigar. It's a limited release. It comes out of Chateau de, Fu- de Fuente. Um, and if I'm reading that correct, and they're a little bit like, they're a little bit like sly with the way they say it. Yeah, they're very cagey. That's a great word for it. I feel like the ESG, Eric and Jordan, tell me if you can confirm or deny. I believe it's the exact same tobacco and the exact same lot that they do the um, Opus X run. It's just not shade grown. Isn't that what it is? I think it's sun grown Opus X wrapper. Uh, It does not appear to be that but you could be right because i think there's like there's like an inner uh, inner cigar industry sort of uh rumors about the wrapper on the opus x that people think is something other than what they say it is so oh is that right okay i don't mm, i don't even know about that yeah i, I think, don't know no, i I'm think just, the rumors i'm re- just saying involve the pure nature of the cigar not you know it's wrapper i know well that isn't that the isn't that the wrapper that no. makes it not no, pure no, no, oh. no, 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 is it no, some of the fillers yes, yes. this, is, this right. is crazy we're, so, we're getting all kinds of rumors and yeah and teasers i love here. teasers and rumors but i can well, tell so, i can tell you this uh randy i remember way back at a poker game like early on when i was sm- first started smoking cigars I had a good friend, and he gave me an ESG, 
And like I smoked it and like at the time, like I was just into Maduro's like Maduro, Maduro, Maduro. Right. And I remember smoking it and I remember saying like, eh, it's okay. And the guy, he had this like little puppy dog look on his face. Like, how do you like the cigar I gave you? And I was such a dick. I was just like, yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> but then later on after like I, my palate sort of, I like I started having a lot more cigars. Then I had the ESG again, and I was like, "Oh my god, what an idiot I was!" Like, this is a fantastic cigar. You just gotta, you just can't be in that mode of like, you know, bam, 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 like in your face kind of like tobacco. Like the ESG is a lot more, it's a lot more subdued, it's a lot finesse. more subtle, it's a lot more finessed. And now I love the ESG. I mean, I've I've had nope. several of those. It's a fantastic cigar. But you could be right about I that. I think you're right. You could be right about that, uh, Randy. I'm just not 100 percent sure. Yeah, they just call it. They, I believe it's a uh, Pilato Cubano uh, Rosado, grown at Chateau de Fuente. And I'm reading. I was like, this reads identical, it's, except for the shape. Sounds an awful lot. Yeah, sounds yeah. an awful lot like the exact same thing. Yeah, but um. So anyhow, so so again, uh, those being damn near thirty dollars sticks MSRP. That's before tax. Um, and this one coming in, uh, like you said, between ten and fifteen, um, a much more approachable. Uh, price range for the VSG. It is all Dominican fillers and binder uh, with that Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. And so that's the cigar we're smoking today. Rob, you want to talk to us a little bit about the beverage that we're pairing with? I do. Let's do this quick before my internet dies again. Um, <laughs> it is a little bit warm here today, but too hot for the internet in it's California. Too, it's way too hot. And as we know, Rob's internet does not like the heat. So, uh, We'll go ahead and uh, keep on rolling with this. You know, you know, we, you know, we do in Colorado here. We put, we literally put an ice pack. Jordan, show the ice pack. Can you show oh, the ice? Pack? All right. This is like this is this really is, this behind is the inside scenes. baseball. Look at this. Did that really? I also have one of these under my seat. Yeah. What is going on here? Pull that out of Jordan. We put an we put an ice pack under the computer just to keep it cool. Got to keep things cool, baby. You know they make these little fan elements that can Not sit enough. under there. That doesn't Not do squat. Enough. Squat. So the the funny part is when I'm not talking, my internet's perfectly connected, <laughs> and as soon as I start to speak, it stops. So today we are pairing this lovely cigar, Randy, with oh the old fashioned. Mine is uh, I'm getting about to the halfway point here. Uh, this is and again, oh did I lock up? No, I didn't. This is like the ultimate classic cocktail. Um, in fact, if you go all the way back, this is kind of an interesting little tidbit that I found out. Uh, where is this listed? Uh, let's go. Oh, son of a biscuit. I had this cool little tidbit and now it's gone. Hang on. Hold the phone. So the first time the word cocktail was ever really defined was in May of 1806. Did I lock up again? You're still talking. You're talking. You're That's talking. Cool. You're, okay. Keep going. Keep going. May of 1806. It's in the Balance and Columbian Repository, the May May 6th, 1806 issue of that uh, particular uh, whatever. I don't know if it was a newspaper. I guess it was a paper. Jeez, would you go to the library and, and look at some like fiche stools? <laughs> I did. I, 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 went, I pulled up some microfiche. And um, so J.E. Alexander describes a cocktail as. Uh, a, a potent concoction. Oh no, yeah, yeah, same guy. Potent concoction of spirits, bitters, water, and sugar. 
Wow. And that's exactly what an old wow. fashioned is. So bitters so, was literally mentioned in that description. Yeah. That's interesting. Spirits. Well, they say spirits because it was you could do it with a bunch of different things. I never have tried uh, anything other than whiskey or um, uh, rye, like bourbon or rye. But um, anyway, that, I just thought that was interesting. The first time the word cocktail was ever really defined, it was yeah. basically talking about this. Story. Mm. Um, mm. And it's so that was in 1806. So really early on in. Uh, in the 1800s um by the 1860s regular cocktails like more so of what we know about <clears throat> different types of uh liqueurs absinthe orange curacao stuff like that had uh, had come around but the original concoction had come back into fashion like it came back it was in vogue again Pun. and they were it was referred to as an old-fashioned because it was you know 70 years old at the time and that name pretty much stuck mm. so the basic iteration of this cocktail is just whiskey sugar water and uh bitters that's it it's super super simple uh later along later on um different uh, garnishes came into play nowadays it's got orange and uh, see like i've actually even got like a little orange bit of orange peel in there and some uh, maraschino cherries in there can you all hear me is that yeah we get we hear you. Looks like you're rocking Luxardo, or is? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's very very good. Is yeah, that how you say black. it? Luxardo. Yeah. yeah. Um, is is that called a cherry is, bolt? That's that's holding on to those for you. What, what is that? It's just a. It's just a little. You are spear. so bougie, dude. <laughs> this is all. This bougie is all my baby. Wife's stuff. There's a lot of stuff in our bar that, yes, is quite bougie, but. Um, so, yeah, different styles with this cocktail. Originally, it was done with rye. Uh, people will have it with whiskey. I was reading somewhere, I think it's in, where did I read that? In, like, Wisconsin specifically. Yeah, especially in Wisconsin, they use brandy, hmm. which sounds terrible to me. But uh, whatever, common garnishes, maraschino cherry, uh, orange slice. Um, some folks will muddle. I think muddling is just like a huge rookie mistake i'll never forget i was at i was at a restaurant and i don't remember which restaurant it was and my wife and i were out to dinner and i ordered an old-fashioned you know before dinner sitting oh robert oh rob hey by the way by the way he was he he was saying he was saying that uh that about the different whiskeys and stuff but i've had a really really good tequila old-fashioned really yeah, like at a bar, like they they make, like you can make a pretty good old fashioned with a lot of different uh, liquor nowadays. But I think what what Robbie was getting at is is initially it was just rye and and bourbon and whiskey. It was. I mean, initially it was just kind of referred to as spirits. You could really do. I mean, think about it. You're just adding bitters, which uh, Angostura bitters just add a little bit of bitterness and a little bit. It's kind of like an earthy flavor, really. And some sugar, which adds some sweetness, and a couple of shots of whatever type of alcohol you want. I mean, I imagine that would taste pretty good with tequila, gin, vodka, maybe not. I'm not a big vodka guy, but uh, you could do it with just about anything. Rum might be a little too sweet. You wouldn't need the sugar in there, but. Um, you know, I'm going to let you in on a, on a little tr- trade secret here, Rob. Go for it. Uh, Jordan has had me convinced this week that as we were discussing different cocktails that we might use uh, going through these pairings for season two, uh, I was I was at the I was at uh, Total Wine 
And I was talking to Jordan, trying to figure out, okay, what what elements am I missing for my home bar that I need? And I was looking at uh, getting some some clear spirits. Jordan made the argument to me that any clear spirit cocktail might actually be better with the barrel-aged version of that spirit. I'm evolving to that point where two things. Every cocktail, there's no point in the clear liquors. They don't belong in any cocktail. And two, <laughs> bitters should be in every cocktail. You like a slightly heavier flavor profile. But like, like if, if you're going with a... Uh, what's the drink we're doing during the wild card episode? Um, mojito. I mean, you oh. go with an, an añejo um, rum. Diplomatico, baby. Absolutely. It's better. It's better gosh darn it. It's, it's going to have more, absolutely, more depth of flavor for sure. And, I mean, it's almost the same as saying, like, just the general spirit itself is better when it's aged in something. You could say that really about anything except for vodka. I think vodka, vodka See, that, for me was that's the one. Vodka's just like a vehicle to get drunk. <laughs> but but that to being me. said, uh, the only reason I keep vodka on hand and I keep uh, the Costco you know handle of vodka on hand, kettle it's, one, uh, uh, yeah, not the Kirkland brand, kettle one. Um, I eat kettle one on hand because I do enjoy a Moscow Mule, and the main reason I like the Moscow Mule is how refreshing and bright and citrusy it is. And uh, uh, Jordan actually is trying to convince me that a Kentucky Mule is superior to a Moscow Mule, so uh, I'll have to look into that. I haven't ever had any type of other mules, uh, but I'm not sure. I think vodka will stay the the clear spirit. In I my, think my the repertoire. only exception is gin because. It's not like mm. all the other alcohols are, are like pure, like you're just distilled from sugar or, you know, X, Y, Z. But gin is like there's there's botanicals going on in there. It's a whole different animal than the other spirits. That's fair. Yeah, it's, those botanical flavors are not going to mix well with that uh, ginger beer. Ooh, and, we're going to have to do a, a, a martini that. pairing. Yeah. Isn't, isn't martini vermouth and gin? It is, right? Gin or uh, vodka, sure. It depends. Depends on uh, on what you're thinking about. I need to uh, order a second drink here, but <laughs> Dana, <laughs> Rob, I was before the show talking about my like um, my evolution throughout uh, the old fashioned. I don't know if this is something that you came across, but like I remember when I first started with the old fashioned. I was, I was got, you know, I was muddling the cherries. I had the cherry juice in there. I had a whole slice of orange. I was muddling the orange. I was trying to get like, I, I, I got to get all these flavors into this drink. Then all of a sudden, there's no more cherry juice. I'm not doing that anymore. Then all of a sudden, I'm not muddling the cherry anymore. Then all of a sudden, I'm not muddling an orange. I'm not muddling anything. Now I almost don't even want there to be a cherry in this thing at all. Now you're, you're just growing. you're growing, my boy. You're growing. <laughs> no, it's and you're right. It's this. I've had similar experiences, and it, it really just depends on how how into uh, cocktails and, and you know the the flavor aspect of things you want to get. If uh, I mean, a lot of people will just they have their their drink and that's that's it and it's fine. It's and there's no problem with that. It's the same. I, I put those people in the same class of the guys that uh, go and get their box of Macanudos every month, and that's what they smoke and they stick with that. 
and that's and that works well for them. That's fine. They're afraid of flavor. That's I'm totally cool with that. Ouch. But <laughs> <laughs> just I'm kidding. I, I make I'm, I joke. But uh, yeah, no, I had the same a similar experience Phenomenal. with um, with uh, cocktails with spirits in general. Um, I mean, for me, and same with cigars. Really, I started out, and it was I, if it wasn't triple a hero, I wasn't smoking it. And I, I nowadays I barely even consider smoking a cigar that's got that much strength to it. Just I wanted over the top flavor all the time. I didn't really want to think about it or or know how to like search for those other flavors. Same thing with wine. I started drinking wine. I was big reds. I never drank white wine before until my, my wife kind of taught me how to drink white wine. Now all I want to drink is rosé. It's the stuff has got so much flavor to it, but you have to, you, it's kind of a progression, right? And it's, everybody goes in a different direction. It doesn't mean my way is the right way, but uh, Jordan, I'm on board with you that uh, I started out the same way. Although I, I didn't get to tell my story of, uh, of, of my, my experience with. Yeah, you cut off. Let's, let's go into that. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, come on. We cannot hear this story. <laughs> no, there's, I'm telling you, there's somebody with a, with a clicker somewhere, <laughs> and in the middle of my story, it's like there was, that, there was a Friends episode where the, they had the, the switch in the neighbor's house, turn the TV off and on in the other house. It's, it's that kind of thing. Um, anyway, I, we were just waiting for dinner. I ordered an old-fashioned, and the guy brought it to me, and it, was, it had crap floating around, and it was mu- like four muddled cherries, and a big old piece of muddled orange. And I said, oh, no, I ordered an old-fashioned. And he's like, yeah, that's what this is. I said, are you sure? And he said, yeah. And I sent it back, and they sent me another one. It looked exactly the same. And that was just the way that they did it. And I mean, I don't it make with it. a strainer. That's not right. Uh, yeah, I should have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, can you uh, – what, what what's, what's the second strainer called when you when – you, Hi, hi Dana. <laughs> hey, hi. Hey, Tris. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Dana show. Dana might as well replace Robbie on this show. <laughs> right, let's just let's just hear from Dana. Forget Robbie for a while. Hey, no guys. She's doing all the work. Don't you guys think that like a good old fashioned? To me, a good old fashioned just it, it just extends and accentuates yeah. the bourbon or the rye. Like that's what it is. It's just like an extender. It's almost not even a cocktail. It's, it's just not, like yeah. It's just like let me just get a, let me be able to have the flavor of the bourbon or the rye, but just more of it and so that I can just sip it in a casual way with my friends. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of designed really to be, I mean, there's, there, the alcohol is not cut in any way. This is just booze that goes into this. And as, and it's, so it's strong at the beginning and it's going to, uh, to exactly. Yeah. We're, we're, yep. Perfect timing. I cut out again. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, if it's the hot weather or what, but, you need a uh, new string, bro. You need a we new are string. struggling. I'm I'm hardwired and everything. It's just struggling today. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember what I was saying before that. But uh, it's it oh it's 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 blended. It's not really even blended. It's just a cocktail that's designed to be super booze forward at the beginning, and then you know as it goes on, it's easier and easier to sip as the uh, the ice melts. Um, Over here in this half another... screen. Sorry, Robbie. Oh. <laughs> Look at you look at yours. It's like look yours has been washed a good 150 oh. times. Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just bathed <laughs> out in the sun. <laughs> I was just sure close to wearing the same shirt Eric's wearing. That would that would have been divine. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> hey guys, you know you know what I like to do with this pairing, Ro- Robbie. You know what I like to do with this pairing a lot. Like, see if you guys see if you guys uh, agree with me on this at all. But like, I like to take some of the old fashioned. Oh. 
<laughs> and not swallow it all. Like, I can't do it now because I'm talking, but not swallow it all. And then get a nice draw on my Ashton VSG and Smoky. kind of kind of retrohale them together, the two flavors. Like, this, to me, is... This is what cigar smoking is all about. Like, I'm going to just, I'm jumping out there right now and saying that this is a friggin' great pairing. Now, that was really good, but I just got, I just like doused my cigar. And well, that was stupid. Alcohol. Jordan, that was it. <laughs> well, you was not, bad, it was hard to, uh, you know, to but do that. like getting them together, like pr- intentionally pushing these flavors together, Robbie, is, is really what this pairing is all about. Like, these two just want to be with each other. It's very sexy. It's, uh, I, you know, I don't particularly do it that way. And I just tried it. I didn't spit all over my cigar like Jordan did, but uh, it was kind of a weird sensation trying to like not choke on uh, the little bit of, of my hat's all crooked now. I well, this is how you do it. You do it. The, you don't do it how you described it. You do the cigar first. You keep the smoke in your mouth. You can't get you know smoke all over your drink, and then you put the drink in there. <laughs> Dude, however you want to do it, man. These two just you got old fashioned on my cigar. They, you got a, a cigar on my old fashioned. Come on, you guys. This is Reese's. what it. This is what it wants. It wants to be together. Well, I'll tell you, I did exactly how how Eric described it, and I had zero problem uh, doing it, and and it was a fantastic experience. I couldn't agree with you more, Eric. You like my this version? Is of it, though. no, that, it's way easier to keep liquid in your mouth than smoke. But I digress. Totally. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I this is really this really is working out as well as uh, we thought it might on paper. Let's go back to the four screen, so I'm not stuck on the screen with old uh, oh. wax wax figure over here. Um, the uh, it was a good look too. I looked kind of yeah. soft right there. Nice. No, but but I, I think this is absolutely hitting on on the flavor profile that we were looking to uh, find that flavor hook that we always talk about, uh, Rob. You know, we have sweetness, obviously. Um, that's existing in the whiskey anyways but it's it, it is picked up and emphasized accentuated if you will by the, by the uh small addition of sugar i was really surprised by i think this is the only second time in my life i've had an old-fashioned to be honest with you wow. um and i was really surprised it was two ounces of whiskey to one teaspoon of water so a very very small uh addition of water it makes it Light enough, you know, with with the sweetness and the little bit of water there that I was able just to kind of uh, slosh it around in my mouth, let it coat everything, and really allow the um, cigar to kind of uh, interact on all parts of the palate. Something similar to kind of we were talking about with the wine last week while pairing with the Sumatra. Um, I actually, I enjoyed the wine pairing quite a bit last week. This... Um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and say that the intensity on this is matching up uh, very, very well. It is a full-bodied cigar. It is a full-flavored cigar. Uh, obviously, when you're pairing with whiskey, you're dealing with a full-flavored beverage. I'm going to go ahead and give this a, a thumbs up while we still have some Oh, you're uh, just activity. going like going for it. Well, well, I like it. We Rob at any second. There's so no good. I could burst into flame. It just You never know what's going to happen. Uh, I will say the same thing. Absolutely. Um, it's I was thinking stellar. this as I was resetting my uh, router earlier, and I thought, wow, I, is it too early to just say that this pairing is phenomenal? Because there's that that beautiful sweetness between the two, the uh, the brightness, <clears throat> excuse me, that you get a little from a little bit of that fruit and the essence of the orange, uh, the kind of orange oils you rub on the inside of the glass. If you if you're a pro tip, uh, kind of twist the orange peel, rub it on the inside of the glass. And you get those, you get a little bit of orange aroma with every sip. Beautiful thing. 
Um, and it's, uh, yeah, definitely thumbs up for me. Uh, one thing I also wanted to chime in on with the, the old fashioned is there's two different camps of sugar cube or simple syrup. Oh, I and Randy, I'm Randy, you, you, that up. you added, you said you added water, uh, which tells me that you had a sugar cube that you muddled and stirred. Um, so the original recipe is you get a sugar cube. Some people say douse it with bitters. If you do that, I think it's too much. Just two dashes of bitters onto that sugar cube. Put about a teaspoon of water in there, tablespoon, whatever you want to do. And then you stir that until it melts. Or you could not put the that tablespoon of water in there and just add an ice cube and stir the ice cube until that melts. Then it's going to add, it's going to chill your cocktail as well. Uh, and water it down just a little bit before you really jump into it. I personally don't like the flavor when you add simple syrup. If it's homemade simple syrup and you made it yourself, then it's probably fine. But if if it's like a store-bought simple syrup or something they have at a bar, it, I, if uh, that's one of the first questions I'll ask. Do you use simple syrup? I, yeah, I'm, I'm bougie. Sorry. If you, do you use simple syrup in your uh, old fashions? If they say yes, I'm not going to order it. Wait a minute. Well, can I just, that can seems I just a say bit extreme. Like buying lime juice or simple syrup has got to be one of the laziest acts in 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 like the, <laughs> yeah, this, that's true. The most simple things like it's uh, you High can five. literally take eight. High five. Come on. Oh, oh, oh no no no. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. That was awesome. It is such a simple concoction. It's just like two tablespoons of water to one tablespoon of sugar and voila. Uh, I mean out of, if of any cocktail, if I was going to use a sugar cube, it would be this drink. But it's just for like nostalgia's sake. I mean, like really, if you want this drink, simple syrup is is just better. It mixes with the drink better than the sugar cube will. Yeah, hey, guys, and I, I'm going to say this: it's just sugar. Like they're both sugar either way. Just well, if, if, yeah. like I said, if, I think if you make it yourself, well, of course I'm making it myself. There's nothing else in there. You didn't like if it's not if it's yeah. store bought, it's not going to taste the same. No, it's I, just I, like Randy said. That's using lime juice is a perfect example. Right, if you're right. making a cocktail that has a fruit juice component and you use fresh juice versus something from concentrate, it's I mean it's miles of difference. Well, lime lime juice is an example. That's more uh, Robbie, extreme. that's even more extreme because yeah. lime juice is is only good if you, it's like actual fresh lime juice. Like anything store bought at all is terrible. Same thing with mint. Never, 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 never mint because it tastes perfumey. Uh, thank you, Matt. Uh, but I want to give you guys um, some props. I want to give uh, Robbie and Randy some props on this because I'll tell you why. I don't think um, a Connecticut shade wrapper that would have the hay flavor and i don't think a maduro um cigar with that chocolate would mix as well like it's the cinnamony flavor mm. of the sumatran wrapper that really pulls this together and i think that was pretty genius of you guys to come up to wait with the old-fashioned for this particular wrapper because this is the thing that's hitting on all cylinders it's this wrapper that is bringing out what we are all loving about this pairing, in my opinion. 100% agreed. Yeah, that is a great point. There is a distinct cinnamon spiciness, that, that uh, baking spice we, we like to refer to, that, that you're right, is just pairing so well with a little bit of citrus note, with the sweetness and the little spicy character from the rye. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, when, when Randy and I were going through uh, these cigars and looking for pairings, and this was, we, we had a pretty good idea. We've each smoked these most of these cigars. 
the only one I haven't smoked is the um, is the uh, Sun Grown Dogma. I haven't smoked that yet. But we're going through and we're looking at these pairings and we were just like, based on these flavor profiles, we wanted to go with rye. And I pushed back because this is what I do. I said, God, we just did rye. I don't want to do it again. I know we're going to do it again. We will. We'll have, we'll do at least one more rye show. Uh, because I think uh, I had always thought that bourbon paired super, super well with cigars. But something about rye, if you have it with the right wrapper, is going to really, really do some special things. And so we just decided, let's do a rye cocktail. I started looking up these cocktails. Some of them sounded fantastic. But then I just thought, let's just do an old-fashioned with rye because it's a classic cocktail. It's it's really just rye with sugar and you know a little bit of uh, a little bit of extra. A little bit of extra. I think. I think but, that. Uh, I think that this it works would, out really well. Yeah, I think that this would roll over a Cameroon. It would be mm-hmm. too much mm. for a Cameroon, and then the hay of a, um, a Connecticut would maybe be better with coffee or something else like that. But God, this just—I mean, I just pulls out everything about this VSG that I like, like all the stuff that I like about the VSG, just on its own with water. I'm—it's just pulling it out, Randy. Is that—is that my? Is that my palate just like, you know, bring out those things? Is that what's happening in my mouth here? Because it feels like it's bringing out all that nice cinnamon, <laughs> allspice kind of flavor, like uh, grandma's spice cabinet kind of stuff is just coming out. Whoa. Yeah, no, I, I think we very much, it's what we always talk about when, when we're pairing, right? Is you know, we've, we've discussed this on the show several times at this point of, you know, we, uh, I think Rob, at one point you've said, it, well, if it's making the cigar tastes better then that checks a major box where i i kind of go a little bit more holistically of they should both elevate each other you know you should get a little bit more out of the out of the liquid uh component of the pairing as well as the cigar uh component um and honestly the the whole concept of season two of flavor odyssey here is trying to determine what is just the most transcendent perfect uh pairing for a cigar of any type and we're doing it by wrapper and we're doing it against all these other ones. To me, this one absolutely is going to go into the final. We haven't talked about doing like a final, like what was the best pairing of the whole season. But if we do do that, uh, if we do do, uh, this has got to be a finalist by the time we're done. We're about halfway through these shows uh, at this point. Um, and I, I would say, yeah, this is one of the most transcendent, synergistic uh, pairings that both components are really uh, better than the sum of its parts. Hey, Robbie, I got a quick question for you, Robbie. Lay it on me. What would you think? And I, I, you may not, you may or may not have an idea yet, but just think about this. What would you think if you were just drinking the straight rye, like neat? Uh, as opposed to putting it in the old fashioned, would you feel the same way, or do you think that the putting it in the old fashioned makes it better? Before the show, just so while you're thinking about your answer, before the show, me and Jordan were drinking the straight rye. Hey Matt, can you hand me that one that was from Bubba? Uh, I'm going to show you guys this rye. Um, that High West. Yeah, Bubba Hotep sent us this. Uh, it's a barrel select. Um, Double rye. Double rye from High West. It's super good. We were drinking this before the show, just straight up, like right before the show. And it was super, super good. But I do believe, Jordan, mm. that I think that maybe some of the simple syrup or whatever in the old fashioned is making this e- an even better pairing. So, Robbie, would you, th- 
how would you feel about uh, the cigar with just the rye? Would you think it would get run over, or is that still like a good pairing? I think the rye would still work. I think this works better for the exact same reason that you said, is that extra little sweetness from the sugar. Uh, and as, as you get deeper into the cocktail, you know, your ice is melting. It's getting watered down a little bit. So it's not as aggressive um, <clears throat> as a flavor coming from the beverage. I think that this cigar has enough uh, punch to it to stand up to a, just yeah. a straight-up rye. Right. But uh, I think they'd both be good. I think that I think a, with a, a rye pairing would be good. I think this pairing's great. Right. I think also the bitters kind of play on the cinnamon of the cigar yeah. a little bit. Exactly, great. that too. That's a good point. And Randy, that was the first time you've made any of our shows feel like a Zoom call. What was the word that you used there? Syner synergistic. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't let that go. Synergistic. <laughs> Holy crap! I feel like I'm, I'm working on a spreadsheet over here. That is uh, that's impressive, impressive verbiage there, my friend. Synergistic. What uh, rise are you guys well, working with over there? Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear about how you made your old fashioned. Rob, go ahead. I will go. I've got. Uh, I had the bottle here, but then when I requested um, number two, Dana said she needed to take the bottle back just in case I needed a number three. I'm going with uh, Templeton Rye. Just their their basic uh, four year. I think on the bottle it says the good stuff. It's just uh, about a $25, $26 bottle. Very, very simple. It's As we talked about uh, rye a few uh, weeks ago, there's kind of two schools of rye. There's a bit more spicy and one that's a bit more sweet. And they had to do with their uh, – one was in Philadelphia and one was somewhere else. I can't remember that specifics. But there's two kind of, uh, two kind of sides. And this one is definitely on the sweeter side. It's very good for the for the price point. So I was probably the Maryland style night. then. Yeah, it, Maryland style. Thank you. It was Maryland and uh, and uh, Philadelphia were the two different or a town in Philadelphia uh, that had a weird name, but um, it's uh, on the sweeter side. Very very good on its own for the, especially for the price point twenty eight bucks something like that. Um, but that's what I'm going with. Um, and the Luxardo cherries. I'll tell you boys, Phenomenal. they really do set it over the top. Mm, yeah. But are, but are they worth thirteen dollars per cherry? <laughs> I know they're really good. Randy, what what ride do you got, Randy? I'm working with the Michter's Kentucky Straight Rye, which, which is Dang absolutely delicious. Yeah, no, I, I I really enjoy that one. I think I talked about it. I was on a Smoke Night Live with you guys. My UPS driver brought it as a thank you for some cigars oh, that I. Wow. Uh, kind of passed his way, and I, I got home. There was a bottle of Michter's on my front porch, um, so that's that's what I'm working with here. It's got a nice spice character to it. It's definitely got some uh, some of that deeper, rich uh, kind of caramel sweetness. But uh, and 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 I saw our good friend Patrick Larkin uh, mentioned that he prefers bourbon because the bourbon adds a little more sweetness than the rye. But I would argue. Well, look at Kevin Acuff though coming back with the rebuttal. Oh. Well, well, there you go. He took took the uh, yeah took the words right out of my mouth. I think the spiciness of the rye uh, is uh, helping to aid that uh, right, right that that spice note that, that Eric was talking about that, that uh, really is just tying it all together for us. Here. Oh. This is I'm gonna drink yeah. old fashions every day for the rest of my life. You know, you know what's like, great, you, you know what's great about you're about to become Don Draper. You know what's great <laughs> about the rye is. You can get decent rye. Almost any rye is relatively cheap. Like it's tougher to get 
It's tougher to get a really good bourbon if you're drinking these just neat. It's tougher to get a really good bourbon than it is to get a really go good rye. Go with guys, go with Old Forester rye. Oh, Old Forester rye, it's 25 oh, bucks. Oh it's, it's it's literally if you're going to drink it neat. Now, I mean in a cocktail or whatever that might be different. But uh, I mean a lot of people pick um what's the one that everybody picks? Uh, everyone picks Bullet. Bullet, usually. right, Bullet. Which bullet oh, is sure. no, 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 no. Which no, which no, guys no. don't I, no, I, nothing against Bullet. It's fine in a pinch, but don't don't go with Bullet. I mean, it's they don't even make it themselves. It's just they source it, you know. So go with something. But if you get the Old Forester Rye, twenty five bucks. It's freaking phenomenal. You can drink it neat. You can put it in a cocktail. It's it's worth every penny, and it's you could buy two of them for the price of a, a good bourbon. Hey, hey, Dana, I, I'm going to need to borrow Dana some Wednesdays. What is going on here? So there is a movement to have uh, you take over for me <laughs> on the show. <laughs> uh, I, I, that will be the last one because I got to look. Oh. I got to look. You got to look. got to look. Old Forest to Rye, I haven't tried. Uh, but, but, oh, we're moving on. Well, that's. That's a perfect. Uh, that's a perfect <laughs> w- in interlude into uh, what I was gonna say. Yeah, I like um, a good interlude. <laughs> um, so obviously we we were excited about this, as Eric said. You know, to kind of kick us off on paper, we assumed this was gonna be very very good. And Rob and I spent a lot of time going through the the remainder <laughs> of the, <laughs> the uh, remainder of the pairings for this season. Tried to replicate and, it, and we and we wanted to. Uh, we wanted to save some specific pairings for some specific wrappers, uh, and so this one fit very well. Uh, I think everyone's going to be uh, very pleased with uh, the rest of the lineup as, as we've laid it out. But that being said, um, we will get I will get my opportunity to geek out on Sumatra and Ecuadorian Sumatra. Um, uh, you know the genealogy, the varietal, the way it's uh, grown, and the way it's fermented. There is. Um, there is a little. We will throw out a little tidbit of information since Rob's already inferred it. Uh, we, as you guys will kind of hear as we keep talking about this, we already covered last week that Ecuadorian uh, Sumatra is a, a hybrid of Indonesian Sumatra and Ecuadorian Havana tobacco, and so uh, the Sumatran tobacco. I can't say this enough. I'll say this in, on all four shows. Like all five shows, that um, that this is one of the most premier sought-after wrapper tobaccos in the world, and just never garnishes the fame and notoriety and buzz that Broadleaf and Connecticut Shade and San Andreas and uh, and Corojo all you know get all this attention. Those are the sexy ones that we always talk about, and for some reason, this amazing tobacco varietal is you know just quietly on some of the best cigars in your humidor and so uh that being said uh, w- one of the wrappers that i really was hoping that we would be able to include we have a format to the show we're going to do 32 episodes this season and there just wasn't enough um time to cover all the wrapper leaves that we wanted to and um the Recently, uh, resurgent, po- resurgently popular Cameroon tobacco is actually Sumatran tobacco grown in Central Africa. And so at the uh, conclusion of the Sumatran, the four episodes of Sumatran tobacco, we will be doing a wild card of Cameroon 
yeah, uh, which will. which is really just an extension of Sumatra, which uh, Rob and I agree would would be a a fun way to just kind of tell the whole story about this uh, varietal. And uh, I would love to have everybody, you know, pay a little more attention to it and and feel like, you know what, I need to seek out more Sumatran wrapped cigars. So you're not going to geek out about Sumatra on this episode. Is, is, on that, this is episode, that what you're getting no. on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up, George. It's, it's coming. It's coming. But but uh, to Randy's point, Cameroon was uh, when we initially came up with this plan. I think we had seven, no, nine. Mm-hmm. Nine different rappers, almost enough for two seasons. Right. Um, that we wanted to do. We maybe even had ten or eleven. And uh, Cameroon was the last one to get cut. And I really pushed. Um, and Randy, I'm sure you can you can you remember this. I really pushed for Ecuadorian Sumatra because it's one of my favorites, and it doesn't get the love that I think it deserves. It's used. It's not used as often. I don't think it's as easy to get. I think it's a bit more expensive. And uh, so some uh, companies shy away from it. And Pete, Pete, in essence, kind of said the same thing. I love using it, but I don't use it all the time. I, uh, to me, I inferred that it's it's even for someone like Pete, it's maybe not that easy to get. And it, sometimes it can be a bit uh, cost prohibitive, uh, although I imagine he has his pick of the litter, just like uh, uh, Dion and everybody, all the other guests that we're going to have this year. They kind of have their their choices. But if uh, if and Robbie is for you know what uh, you know what we did instead of water in our cocktails, Randy. How's that? Topo Chico, baby. <laughs> you made a simple syrup with Topo Chico? No, we just put we just put Topo Chico in the drink. Oh, just a little, just a little topper. A little topper. Add a little texture. Yeah. A little texture. A little tap tap taparoo. A little tap tap. <laughs> now, Robbie, I have to apologize. I really have to apologize for my internet. It's totally out of my. Totally and out of so, your uh, control. <laughs> the timing, perfect, right? I'm telling you, there's somebody with somebody yeah, with a it, I, ratchet of some sort, a, a wrench, a a screwdriver. Yeah, yes. that's the, what he's uh, gonna say. Screwdriver. I, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give I'll give Rob his his, uh, his, his due credit there. Uh, he was all in for the Ecuadorian Sumatra. I was pushing more for the Cameroon. And so it's a, it was a very happy what you, what it ended up being is we listed the cigars that we thought would be the most relevant and exciting for people to uh, uh, kind of engage with us and, and smoke with us as we go through this these pairings. And we decided, you know there were such heavy hitters getting the VSG in here. Very, very excited about next week. Um, we've got a, a special little something. I, I feel like uh, as cigar dojo, Ops not to do uh, reviews on their own collaboration projects. Uh, I thought it was a ton of fun to uh, to to be able to cover um, the Sun Grown Dogma, which is obviously um, uh, Drew, Drew Estate collaboration with Eric and Jordan, uh, a long time uh, coming collaboration. So uh, very excited to have that coming up next week. But we can talk about that in a minute. Uh, Rob, do you want to say anything while you still can? Before, before while I still can, <laughs> I uh, so yes. and so on that. Uh, it, you know, That's next good. week, as I said, uh, on uh, on it's irritating. It's irritating. <laughs> one thing I do want I do want to make one quick comment though. Do while it. I can, did you guys know that there is a list of IBA official cocktails? Hmm. Do you know what the IBA is? No. No. The International Bartenders Association. It's a real thing. 
And I had no idea that this was a thing. <clears throat> While researching the uh, old, uh, the old-fashioned, I real I found out that there is there's a few different lists, and there's an unforgettables list, and it includes none other than the old-fashioned. It also has uh, cocktails that I've never heard of, like Does it the have, Alexander, uh, the Sazerac. Uh, Sazerac, Come on, I believe. Sazzy. The Sazerac is on there. Sidecar Stinger. Um, what else? There's, I mean, Whiskey Sour Manhattan is another one that'll probably make a, an appearance on uh, on this show. Gin Fizz probably won't. Um, but there's Boulevardier, fantastic cocktail. Maybe that makes an appearance. But I had, I had no idea that there was such a thing as the IBA or an official list of cocktails. But is is the, the uh, is the white trash old fashioned on? That's got to be on there, right? It is. It is not. And I, <laughs> we should have had that I, video I, queued up. Yeah, I know. I have so many. I have so many issues with the old fashioned, the the white trash old fashioned. I think it's fun. Have, have you tried it? But uh, have you, no, I have not. Well, jeez, Robbie, can't, come you on. Can't. That's like saying, I, oh, I, I don't, I don't like the uh, League of Nine. Mm-hmm. Have you had it? No, I've never had it. Come on. But I just well, don't like the way it rubs my feathers. Thing at all. <laughs> That's not the same thing. Well, the exact same thing. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> you, you know what my favorite It would be like is. if Robbie was like, I don't like that acid 20, but I've never tried yeah, it. I smoked that. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Because it's more of an I acid was, 20. I, I was surprised. So what, besides the, uh, besides in, in the a- underground sun-grown, where are we going with the Sumatra rapper, Randy? So next week, we will have another week with Robbie out and about in his, uh, wearing his, uh, yeah, he'll be on location with the San Francisco Giants, rolling with his other moonlighting gig. And uh, we have uh, a special guest coming on. Uh, I don't want to say in his place, because no one could take Robbie's place, let's be honest. Of course not. Uh, But we will. But we do have a special guest for next week, uh, the the one and only infamous researcher extraordinaire, Jack The boss. <laughs> the boss. The boss. Oh, Jack, I, I lost the bet. The boss. Oh, tell him about the bet. Tell him about the bet. I lost it. I don't want to talk. Oh, okay. Come on. Tell, you got you to talk it <laughs> through. We, 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 uh, I, I mentioned this last week. I, I got a text from a number. It was a Colorado number. I didn't recognize it. And so I texted him back. I'm like, yeah, I don't know who this is. And so uh, it was our good friend Jack Hire, and he responds with a photo of him giving me the uh, the finger, as they say. As Patrick Larkin and, is known to do. Indeed, giving me the Patrick Larkin. Giving me the Larkin. We'll call it the Larkin. Yeah, the Larkin. Giving me the Larkin, and that is now the uh, <clears throat> the image that pops up whenever he calls and texts, which he all the time. Actually, no, he hasn't texted me since. But he uh, he wanted to to have to make a bet because my Giants were playing his Rockies in Colorado. It was a sucker bet. I never should have made it because it's just a sucker bet. Granted, the Giants still should have won two of those games, but they didn't. So I lost, and now I think I have to call him the boss. So I'm making up for that. Like, this is the only time it's going to happen. So the boss is going to be here next week. He's not my boss. But he's the boss. Uh, he will be here. Is that, so that's next week with the. Uh, hey, oh, look at this! I actually even got just now got a text. Can the you boss. see that? No, oh, from yeah. Patrick Larkin. Give oh. me the Larkin. Um, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, he'll be here next week, and you guys are smoking the dogma, sun-grown dogma. That's oh, right, doggies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that is a uh, In case you fantastic. Guys what it looks like? It looks like this. Nice. Well done, Jordan. That is, it really uh, does have that. That just has so much sex appeal. 
And obviously, uh, this was a, a special release, uh, first released with uh, a partner of ours here on the show where we received these cigars from Smoke In. We thank Smoke In for that. And uh, and so we'll have Jack on. We'll go through. We'll talk about uh, Sumatra. Maybe I'll get a chance to geek out on Sumatra, but Jack will probably steal the stage a little bit. Um, and then we will go from the sun-grown... Um, Shoot, Oliva Milano, Oliva V Milano. No, I was I was gonna I was gonna state what the pairing was. Pairing boys. I I, oh, I, right. I, I I failed and didn't have it pulled up and ready to go, and I can't tell you guys how it's, how it's it's, uh, it's uh, sex on the beach. Uh, the the uh, the underground sun grown dogma. I show as being with whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. Yeah, so we're gonna do some straight whiskey next. Yeah, week. baby, that's that's uh, right up my alley. Sumatra. Yeah, that All had nothing to do with why we picked it. <laughs> well, you kind of had everything to do. It was with actually why we picked it. the one like, reason. Yeah, yeah, we're like, well, it's Eric's baby. We might as well just just tee him up and <laughs> let him <laughs> drink <laughs> straight. Bourbon. I'm just gonna, this guys, my... just right now. I'm just gonna throw this up there. Thumbs up. It's already there. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, and then we will follow up on August 26th with the Oliva V Milanio. Uh, again, no Rob. And we will be pairing with coffee. Ooh, uh, that's good. We are dedicated. We wanted to go through and do some non-alcoholic pairings dur- during the course of this season. And we've already done a coffee with cream for the Connecticut pairing. Uh, we will be going with a Sumatran Coffee. Just go straight black uh, this time, boys. Yeah, straight black. I'm personally gonna home roast some Sumatran because I have some Sumatran green beans, and uh, we'll we'll talk about the the flavors. Maybe talk a little bit about coffee, get into roast levels and the different flavor profiles that uh, you get from coffee, and how Sumatran varies from Colombian or uh, uh, or uh, other v- variations of coffee varietals as well. And then, as I said, uh, following up from there, we'll go on September 2nd to the uh, Cameroon cigar, and that will be paired with none other than a, a classic mojito. Yeah, baby. Ooh. That's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. That'll be the next, that's the next show that I'm going to be on. This is the only time I'm missing back-to-back shows, so I apologize for that. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, MLB did not take my schedule into account. When they decided uh, the giant schedule, um, <clears throat> so we'll lo- I'm looking forward to that. We're going to try to recreate a Casa Fuente kind of experience, boys. Uh, Randy, yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, you guys all got a chance. You know, I unfortunately had to miss TPE this year, but I have heard from all three of you independently how amazing the trip to Casa Fuente was, where you had. A Cameroon uh, Fuente, along with the uh, the mojito, and so that oh, that was great. the inspiration for this pairing. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you what, that was my first trip to Casa Fuente. I was disappointed by the shop itself. I just expected it to be bigger. It, it's in it's in a mall. It kind of was weird to me. Did but, I ever mention that Bob's really bougie? <laughs> so bougie. I just expected it to be bigger. I'd heard about it for years. Got one day, got to be there. There was like seven tables. <laughs> so she I expected said. it to be bigger. Hey. But it, hey, now it was a great. It was it was a great experience. I had a ton of fun. And Eric was always telling me that you got their their uh, mojitos are great. It pairs really well. I was like, nah. 
too much fruit. No, no, no. But I'll tell you what, smoking a Casa Fuente with, uh, and that's what I smoked when I was there, with one of the, uh, with one of their mojitos was just not, it was just unbeatable. It was such a good pairing. So I'm looking forward to that. I think I have a couple of Casa Fuentes in my humidor. So I might dig one of those Ooh. out for that show. Looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Randy, you have earned your money tonight because <laughs> you have not missed a beat. You miss like maybe a second or two every time I freeze up. It would be perfect if I froze up right now. But I didn't. That would have been perfect. But no, you've earned your money tonight. Well done, my friend. I apologize to everybody. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, so, Eric, you want to let us know what's going on this Friday, Smoke Night Live. So, oh, so before that, at um, earlier at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to have our virtual herf with the Moya Ruiz boys. What? Isn't, isn't everybody. Doesn't everybody want to know what's going on with the Moya Ruiz boys? Like, they got some sort of exciting news to talk about. Uh, great. I, awesome. I know that if you are a Moya Ruiz fan and you loved the Habana, which was by far their best ever cigar, they got some fun news. Cigar of the year. Cigar 20 of the year. 13. It was fantastic. And they have some fun news regarding that particular cigar. And then that night at the regular time, 9 p.m. Eastern Jordan, uh, Nick Perdomo comes on, and he's going to be talking about the hottest cigar of the summer, the hottest two cigars of the summer, the two new 10th anniversary cigars. Jordan, they're what you, sexy. What do you we think just about got them in. I can't note. wait to yeah. see what these bad boys. So, got. so Nick will be talking about those on Friday night. So it's a huge Friday. Like it's from from 6 p.m. Eastern all the way to night. We're going to be having some fun. With Nick Perdomo and the Moy Ruiz boys all day I'm just day glad long. I didn't have to pay for them. I, we got them in, you know, I'm going to smoke them for free. Just, <laughs> that's the deal. That's the deal. We've all worked out. Everybody's no, on board, so right? It, it should be, it should be a, a, uh, a great time, for sure. <laughs> Unreal. Fucking Randy, Jordan. real quick, Jordan. do you just, like, uh, on your computer screen right now, have all the uh, pairings for the season so far? Can we, like, say what's, what's, the, what's the best, or is this going to take too long? Um, you, you want me to rattle them off first or yeah, for the whole season? Yeah. So we, <clears throat> I don't even need to look at my computer screen. We started with the, uh, 10th anniversary Perdomo, uh, champagne with the, uh, Moscow mule. Obviously from there, we went to the, um, did we do the, <laughs> all right. Numero uno. Then we did the numero uno with Chardonnay, which oh, Chardonnay. was a ton <laughs> of fun. It surprised all of us. Uh, how, how well that one worked. The Sober Mesa Brulee with coffee and cream. I'm sorry, but that is just such a perfect start of the day or uh, out on the golf course pairing. And then we finished Whatever off. Whatever cigar manufacturer wants to hear. Uh, the, uh, we finished off the Connecticut with the none other than the fabulous Rose of Sharon Desert Rose with a Pilsner. Uh, obviously, from there, we went straight on to the Corojo, uh, smoking the Hot 10 with Dion Giolito with a root beer. We then smoked the Torch, Lunatic Torch. What did we pair with the Lunatic Torch, Rob? Oh, baby. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that one comes in last place, then. Uh, <laughs> um, Rob is just... Yeah, I, he purposely froze himself that time. Purposely froze himself that time. You're right. I, it was I was faking it. 
No, um, I tried to open Trello. That's what happened. I just it's yeah. All no, we terrible. don't we don't have the pairings for Corojo and Trello. Uh, Corojo Reserva and the uh, and the El Wense. I have no. Oh, we did smoke the El Wense with the uh, straight rye. We also did a uh, wild card episode with bacon. Bacon. Yeah, that Ooh. was bacon. I, I'm I'm going to tell you right now, boys. I know this is where this is going. I think tonight's is the best pairing that we've had. Wow. It is. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. easily the you know, best. It's amazing. I, I agree. What, what would you guys say is number two? Because to me, there's an obvious and easy number two. Probably the Sober Mesa with coffee. No. I, I was going. Hey, that's my pick, Jordan. Don't don't crap no. on No. no. <laughs> I, I would have thought you would have said the numero uno with the Chardonnay. That was great, too. That was, that was a fun. That was an interesting pick. But I'm just I'm going with. Like, like, you know, I'm saying, like, legitimately, it was... Okay, for me, it would have been the the rye with the El Wente. No, yeah, that's that's close. Rye with El Wente, I'd put, put in number three. I actually don't even remember what cigar we smoked with it, but that old Cuban was tremendous pairing as I, well. I, that was I've, the torch. I've got them all here. That was the torch. That was the torch, here. right? That's what I thought. Yeah. So we did, so we did Perdomo... Chardonnay with numero uno, coffee with sober mesa, pilsner with rose with the uh, desert rose, uh, the bacon a wild card episode. We had uh, root beer with hot ten, rye whiskey with Elway Wednesday, old Cuban with the lunatic. We did a porter with the Coro uh, Reserva from Aladino. Uh, then you guys did the sour episode, and then we had the Zinfandel last week. So I, to me, I'm saying tonight was the best. Uh, number two is probably the rye with Elway. Wednesday, and then number three is going to be a tie between the Chardonnay with Numero Uno and the Moscow Mule with uh, the Perdomo Champagne. Those were a lot of fun. Over the torture, an old Cuban, huh? Okay, guys. At the end yeah, of the that season. was in there. It, It's tough. They've, it's tough. They've all been really good. So it's, it's. Oh. I guess it's hard to pick them. But that uh, that old Cuban was really good too. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would take that over the Champagne. Maybe I'd take it over the Champagne. But that 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 uh, Chardonnay, I mean, Chardonnay, yeah, just, yeah. The Chardonnay pairing really just caught me off guard. Yeah. So that's got to be up there. We need to come out with our list for the whole really season at the end of this, you know, and just just a full ranking. Yeah, we'll have to do that. We did. We Randy, uh, oddly enough, we hadn't talked about that, and you brought it up during this episode right before you said, uh, "What did you say? What was the word that you used again?" Synergistic. <laughs> synergistic. Oh, that's a word. A of, right before you got synergistic, you <laughs> you. Uh, you, you, you should be a superhero, and have synergy, synergy in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what, the, what it works out to. We'll Captain, figure it. Captain Synergy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Captain, no. but but no cape, no cape. We learned yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's sucked incredible. into the thing yeah, or what? Exactly. exactly. Cape to no good. No cape. All right, Randy. What's your favorite? What's your top? Did you say? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It, I'm. I think we're all pretty. Cl- Closely aligned. Uh, this was the best one to me. I'd put that old Cuban uh, with the lunatic torch, and then the Elwa Wednesday with rye. That's got. That's got to be the top the three. It, the way to go, boys. Uh, well, th- that's actually exactly what I was getting at when when I thought to say that is uh, I, we. It's a small trend, but we have a trend building here. That the cocktails are doing very very They're well. Tearing it as, up. As a matter of fact, if you really want to consider it, I mean, I mean the. Uh, we we enjoyed the hell out of the Moscow Mule with the Connecticut. Yeah. Now Jordan and Eric couldn't speak to that because they 
are rebels and only drink bourbon. So no, uh, I did a <laughs> I did a Kentucky Mule. There's nothing wrong with right. that. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it, but it was the right parent. No, right. but it, it was probably better than what you guys did. <laughs> Might have been. You may be right. Uh, somebody just commented about port. Randy, we should write down port for yes. Maduro. That would I be love good. port. Yes. Port Maduro gotta, pairing would be. Got to be, be San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. San Andreas, yeah. Yeah. That would we, too. Oh. Oh, we can. Yeah, I, I can regale you guys with with all my knowledge of fortified wines. Oh, it'll be fabulous. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely put that on the list. Can't we'll 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 uh, we'll book a nap for fifteen minutes in the middle of the show. <laughs> I think I think Eric's already taking a nap. All right, uh, is he frozen? <laughs> was frozen? Cool. This was a lot of fun. This is a great pairing. It's a great cigar, Randy. Thank you for suggesting the cigar and bringing it back into my uh, rotation. Um, I do want to try it in a smaller Vitola. Uh, I think this is only a 54, right? 54. That's right. Yeah, it's 66. not a huge. It just it just feels like a bigger cigar than it is. I don't know why, but uh, it was. I haven't smoked this in a long time, so thank you for bringing it back, boys. Thanks for checking in uh, with and, and pairing along with us today. Want to thank everybody who tuned in on Facebook. I got to get this out before my internet freezes up. Thanks to all the podcast listeners. Everybody share the episode, give us five stars, all that business. Don't don't reference my internet tonight. It was just a one-time thing. <laughs> I'm in Comcast. But uh, thanks so much for everybody tuning in. Really appreciate it. We'll be back. Hey, check us out on Friday for Smoke Night next Wednesday as the Odyssey continues. Did I get it out before I froze? I did. Odyssey continues next Wednesday.